0: Casey, and welcome to Training, Thought, and Truth. This is the second podcast with Neil Gunning. (laughs) Okay, so welcome to the podcast episode two with Neil Gunning. Um, Neil a PT in Kenny, online motivator and actually Noel's cousin from the first episode and has a powerful story behind where he is to now. But first, like the last time, this podcast not so much an interview but it's discussion between very, very driven individuals talking about what drives us physically, mentally and spiritually. So the training is the physical side, keeping our bodies fit and healthy. The thought is the mental side, keeping our minds sharp and equipped for challenges. And the truth is the spiritual side, how we value ourselves, what drives us and give us meaning to better ourselves. So the aim is to flesh out some commonalities and differences highlighted between motivated people. So, Neil, um, you're doing an awful lot of training these days. And Exhibit A is from today, where I didn't realize I was going to be doing a workout. That was the buy-in for the podcast. That was what I had to pay for. Is that a, that's a weekly thing for you. Run us through a week basis from Monday to Sunday, what you do um physically training wise exercise wise
1: yeah so for me personally um, I suppose it depends on the goal um, it depends what I'm working towards myself I, I don't know what the term is but I'd probably call myself more of a multi-sport athlete if, if athlete's even the word but I tend to vary between different sports and different um, challenges a lot based on building I suppose a mental resilience as opposed to physical um, but general week at the moment I'm doing um, an ultra marathon next week so I've been tapering the last couple of weeks, but um say, five runs a week, five including season, yeah. bigger or smaller. How long runs. is that? A yeah, so like, uh, the one I'm doing next week is the longest that I've ever tried. It's 127 kilometers in, along the Wicklow Way, so 3,000 meters elevation and uh, a lot of mountains and trails. And I think the weather's forecast to be pretty poor, but I'll enjoy it. And all I can do is turn up to the start line and, and give it a bash. And do you have any... Um would you
0: find any reoccurring injuries in the last few years, kind of stubborn ones that wouldn't go away? I remember I, I was talking to you recently about shin mm-hmm. splints. Because yeah. I remember you said you had them, and I was holding you back initially, yeah. kind of. Would That's you have right. anything still?
1: No, it's uh, surprisingly enough now. I've been pretty good. Um, I had pneumonia in April, so um, that was a bit of a setback, and I've never had anything like that. So that was um, that was a real, I suppose kick for me because usually i'd be fairly healthy i hadn't been you know to the doctors in a long time even and um generally i might get a cold or a little bit chesty and i'd fight through that grand and i'd be back on my feet but definitely got knocked for six with that in terms of injuries though to be honest i felt fresher than i ever had i, I do a lot of mobility and foam rolling and kind of using a hockey ball for trigger, trigger points and i like being able to i suppose mess around and find the areas of tension and try and release them myself and generally it's been working and I probably find that the Giants and the, the Muscles are probably better than they ever have been yeah and that pneumonia you got that from that challenge going into the water <laughs> into the sea wasn't it I in April I don't know about that that was, uh, was Freezebury, so that was like that was all of February so it was a few weeks after that like, maybe yeah. it had an impact maybe not but either way I wouldn't have changed it, it look cold looking at the photos even <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, That's it. you use um, I often see you posting up stuff online
0: a good bit daily yeah. um, and you use a fitness tracker the Apple Watch I so yeah. actually use the same yeah. one. and I can see the way it's load, yeah. loaded out yeah. how, how important do you find fitness trackers for people getting into that do you think it's important or do you think it's important at all
1: um, I think it's good. There's there's I suppose there's different ways to look at it, but I think it's good in a way that for me especially it allows me to keep an eye on my intensity. So whereas sometimes I can look at different things like you could you you could use it to track um the length of a workout, how your heart went, but you can actually use it for a as a heart rate monitor so you can check your zone of heart rate so you know the intensity because there's weeks where if i did a 5k run in 30 minutes say and i did it one week and i did a 5k run in 30 minutes and one week it was my heart rate was 160 beats a minute on average and the next week it was 170 on average it means that there was something else going on i was fatigued in some way that for some reason that that it was harder the following week. Whereas if you work in the zone and I kept it at one sixty, watching the heart rate throughout the run instead, it means I'm keeping the same intensity. So it might take thirty two minutes the following week so it's a bit longer on your feet but you're keeping your heart rate a bit lower so you're not pushing into that peak zone too much yeah so like even the last couple of weeks last three weeks i've been focusing on keeping the paces slow and watching the heart rate so i keep want to keep the heart rate low because when it comes to an ultramarathon, you can't sprint it so i need to train to keep the heart rate in a lower zone because that's what i'll be doing so it's specificity you know yeah i was saying to
0: know that um i do often find <clears throat> you know you don't get a good sleep yeah, your heart rate is, is higher than usual. Yeah, um, even just walking around or yeah. even doing something small, yeah. it's like your heart is working harder to, and you're sweating more just to get the same effort yeah. out of you. Yeah, um, and it is good telltale signs, like you said. You know, if yeah. you look and your your heart rate is lower on a certain day or higher yeah. doing a certain thing, it's Absolutely. obviously telling you something. And um, what's what is your current diet like at the moment? Because yeah. I know you would have posted a lot of photos of yeah. uh, very prepped meals and all <laughs> looks, looks that only great. takes a second
1: so yeah i am um, i do enjoy like the creative side of cooking and i do enjoy food photography as well so and food art but i am um, there is like a nutritional side to it as well and i am um, so i've been on a plant-based diet for the last 20 months or so so i started that um as a just to try to try it out for a week that was all there was nothing ethical about it originally um i did it for a week um when i was going through a 12 month nutrition coaching program myself um as a client and it was just try out a plant-based diet i had try out a caveman diet try out uh different types of diets so i tried the plant-based and after a week i just my energy levels were up it felt great and i suppose anybody would because when you add in more veg or um veg or fruit into your diet just in general you're going to um you're going to add vitamins minerals so your body's going to appreciate that and i suppose give back to you so then i said i tried for a month after that because i had a couple of races coming up and i said i'd see how it fueled me and it fueled me great and i suppose i just never looked back from there and i've stayed on it since so yeah i'm so far so good yeah and would you recommend that i'd recommend trying anything to a lot of people and to see what feels good so I w- i'd be an advocate of trying it out um and if you feel great doing it why not do it you know if you feel not great doing it and you feel great eating meat or being vegetarian or pescatarian or paleo or whatever makes you feel good and makes you perform well and um, that's what i say go for um i understand that there's a lot of people that go plant-based fully vegan and that's an ethical side of it so even at that if somebody goes vegan um it's worth doing some research into different things that you might be deficient in because of being on a vegan diet. For example, like vitamin B12 is an essential vitamin that we need and we can't get that in a plant-based diet. So it's important to supplement it. And when a couple of amino acids are important to get in there, it might be lacking a bit like leucine. So it's important to get those in as a supplement when you can't get them in from your whole foods um, on a plant-based diet. So if you do go vegan for um, ethical reasons, um, um, it's important to just research so that you don't find yourself, running down yeah. running down and out of energy lacking something or yeah. deficient in anything exactly
0: um, and tell me um you're a pt what, what qualifications do you need to get it? have you any nutrition or is it uh, or where did you get your qualifications so yeah.
1: what do you have so originally I, I 2017 i was working in financial services for seven years and multiple roles and i decided to take that i was going through my nutrition coaching as a client myself during that period i was i was losing weight and I suppose i wanted to um change career my passion was always to help people so i left them um, the career and went in and did my precision nutrition level one course that would give me a nutrition coaching um cert um, and allow me to help people to start with nutrition coaching based on what i the experience i'd had as a client myself so i had that relatability and then I did um, my personal training course and fitness instructor course up in um, Black Rock and Elite Fitness and Performance Academy. Um, so I did that over about six weeks full-time um, in 2017. And in how did you find that, by the way? I see it's advertised an
0: awful lot on yeah, Facebook, isn't absolutely,
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. It was a great course. No, yeah, it's very, very um, well thought through, very practical as well. You're out there, you know, every day, like doing the stuff yourself as well i find definitely like a lot of the technique taught and and that is it's very thorough and the coursework is really good um you know they do really make sure that you cover everything really well and there's great instructors in there so i couldn't fault it to be honest um and it was great as a full-time great as a full-time course to get it done um it's not suitable for everyone to get in and especially if they want to transition into the fitness industry it's hard for a lot of people if they're working in, the, in a job at the moment to be able to um to be able to move and go six weeks full time without yeah. a salary from their own job yeah um and pay for a course that's a risk as well isn't it because you had a good job you had it for a long time it and was
0: yeah i remember when you stepped away from it noel told me and it's was kind of yeah. surprising. i don't know what he's getting up to now and obviously mm-hmm. it was a great move for you you're much more happy
1: it seems yeah. in the that's it yeah so like, like the way i describe it was like i was great at my previous career um i worked very hard in it i was driven but i wasn't jumping out of bed for it wasn't a passion I suppose the word and I always wanted to help people so in the career even in financial services if somebody came up to me and say asked for help with um, preparing for an interview or getting their CV together or just any anything at all I'd get a burst of energy from or if somebody wanted help with something but for the normal day-to-day stuff and i finding your meaning in it really yeah exactly it was like you're yeah well you're working for a profit-based organization and yeah. you know there's nothing at the end like rewarding in that for yourself whereas when i go to work now or, or i help people I'm, I'm helping someone change their life and and that's rewarding you know yeah
0: and i suppose that is it's much better i suppose there's so many options now and the opening anyone can apply for any course and you yeah. don't have to burn daylight kind of getting up and doing yeah. all hours you know yeah that's it and um, what do you think, though, in terms of personality-wise? Do you think you need to be a certain type of person um, to become a personal trainer? Because you obviously need a bit of confidence. You're standing there. You're, you're mm-hmm. shouting and telling people what to do. Yeah. You're doing it yourself in front of everyone. You know? Do you think that ties into it, or do you, does that come with it?
1: Yeah, the personality too, I suppose. what the, the biggest thing you need when you're working with people, and like I said, you're working with someone to help change your life, they have to trust you, um, and you have to have that Empathy and relatability to them, um like you'll have, you'll have like I suppose a typical stereotype of a personal trainer or somebody there shouting you, yeah, come on, like the reps done and that. Whereas like sounds familiar, yeah, <laughs> wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, generally, um, like the people that are coming into here, like that want to really change their lives. You know, they're they're going to be tentative and they're going to, they're going in there like looking at a whole new avenue it's a long road ahead and they need encouragement and they need somebody that understands the journey that that they're going to have to face and you know sometimes like you walk in and somebody just shouts at you and tells you what to do like you're going to walk out there and you can have now some people absolutely love being pushed really Mm. hard so it's about like talking to the client understanding them having a real personal conversation with them so you understand that person and then tailoring the coaching for them yeah so i might have one client that really loves being pushed really hard getting told what to do and and working really hard and they walk out there because like they love that another person you need to encourage them need to work on one rep at a time make sure that they're able to do that really well and focus on doing their best effort and walking out there knowing that they gave their best yeah and and that's what got them through the session you know i suppose well you know
0: sometimes you can bite off more than you chew but if you push people too much out of the comfort zone straight away I guess they'll, they'll jump back and you probably won't see them again then. Exactly, you know, yeah. It's not good for them, it's not good for you. No,
1: if you attach negative, uh, any negative negative, um, I suppose bias towards the sessions and like if it's not working for that person if you can't understand where they are, where they want to go like, they're, you know like I said they, they won't trust you because you haven't leveled with them like yeah. on, on where they want to be um and and they feel like that they're not that you're not listening to them um and listening to what they're saying so it's about understanding the client and building a good rapport with them to work with them well so back back to you a bit um tell me what was the biggest when you were at your heaviest hmm. um what was
0: the biggest challenge you found to get up off the couch was it mental Was a physical was it um hmm. what, what was the hardest yeah i always element?
1: talk i always talk about this it was uh the things that really triggered me and my heaviest were the little things like not being able to tie my laces you know um walking upstairs and being out of breath like one flight of stairs in in say in in the bank when i was working there might have to go to a meeting walk up one set of stairs and out of breath how long ago was this now you're talking so so my heaviest ever i was about july 2016 um i was at my heaviest and i um i'd been there before and you know i'd lost the weight a different way and I, I suppose i put the weight back on i was heavier than i had ever been and yeah it was like july 2016 i was 142.7 kilos and it was the heaviest in my life i like i said like time my laces, not being able to play with the kids run around you know carrying so much weight those little things like they're the they're straw that breaks the camel's back and it wasn't anything about i didn't think long term about heart conditions like cholesterol anything that could like caused me issue down the line it was right there and then the fact i can't tie my shoelaces was tough um and not like the thoughts of only going one way and getting worse and you know where do you go from there you can't get much worse you know until you're bed bound and and that was my decision i was overeating and not doing any activity and my lifestyle was just terrible so do you you remember making the decision yeah uh, i think the first thing i did was i just i remember one day i went out for a walk with my friend carmack and we went um i think it was a 15k walk and took about four hours and i remember it was so hard but it was just i said i'll get out i just have to go out and do something um and then i joined up the local kilkenny rugby team again in to go back to pre-season training i was out there and you know i can still remember i couldn't do 100 meters running without getting the shin splints like we talked about earlier on it was so hard and i think i lost between july and december about four or five kilos nothing major but just by change adding in some activity um and changing the diet a small bit um from there then I, I i was talking to rory and kieran from ffs in dublin and they said they had a new nutrition coaching program starting and asked me if i'd like to be a client on it to see if it could help change my life and that was the precision nutrition 12 month and it's a habit-based coaching program so it doesn't tell me what to eat it doesn't tell me you know what to do or anything like that it's daily focus on your health and wellness through i suppose building new habits breaking down the old bad habits that led me there people yo-yo diet a lot and it's it's very attractive because you're looking for a short-term weight loss like doing two shakes a day for four months you lose six stone yeah. Happy days, but I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will be nodding their heads when they say wait, it'll pile it back on. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, yeah. I was talking to Noel about this.
0: I think it takes a rewiring of your whole brain yeah. to to look at food a different way as yeah. fuel, almost, and and training as well. It's the same, like that, it's an everyday task. Me and Noel said it. I said it to Noel, actually, you said that you know we should consider it as important as work, and he said it should come first. And yeah. He's probably right, you know, like your health is your wealth, like Absolutely, they say, yeah. you know. But, um, I want to get a, a Uh, your ideas on something that picked up from a book i was reading recently Mm -hmm. um 12 rules for life you know jordan peterson book and he said in it that you should compare yourself to who you were yesterday not who someone else is today and to treat yourself as if you're someone who is responsible for helping so the the idea is that um your actions have more consequences because there's you yesterday you tomorrow and you now so you become a community among yourself and then whatever you decide to do now you're better than you were yesterday but it builds who you are tomorrow yeah what are your thoughts on on that kind yeah of like?
1: absolutely i i think like when i talk to clients and that as well like we bring up self-compassion a lot and i think a lot of people lack that um they don't think about themselves they put everyone else first And yeah. i remember one of my colleagues in the gym and um, fabi used to say to me a lot "Um, you can't pour from an empty jug um so like if you don't look after yourself how are you going to look after other people? So like, there is this huge importance in taking that time to focus on yourself and your health and wellness and building yourself. Because like you said, like you can look back at yesterday and whatever happened yesterday, is it's out of your control now. So if you look back and your decisions weren't great yesterday, that's out of your control. There's no point dwelling on it or feeling guilty. It's time to wipe the slate clean look at today, what's in your control, and what decision you can make and your tomorrow self is going to thank today for that. Yeah. You know, and you look back and say, oh, I made great decisions yesterday, what will I do today? Same again. Yeah, and we, we were talking about the, the fitness trackers and the apps, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Stravas
0: or the Map My run and that. Um, and it is about focusing on yourself, isn't it? Because I mm-hmm. often see like um, likes of you and all going out and doing yeah. 20k runs and all you know yeah. and I do a 5k you know yeah. but um, but it is once you focus on yourself and get yourself that bit better yeah. because other people are going through their own journey and they could be yeah. at different stages of it I think that's important for people you know when I often see people going to the gym with their friends mm-hmm. and they're lifting huge weights and yeah. so they're running flat out and the other person won't come back then again you yeah. know because, oh, can't do that you yeah. know? but everyone is at their own journey it's, it can be disheartening I know yeah. Like in a lot of ways especially when you pick up a few injuries yeah. like I have a bad knee at the moment yeah. But but I think as well, Noah kept saying to me, just get a sword right, go and book the appointments and, and whatever else. Yeah. And I did, you yeah. know, and it was it was holding me back a small bit, but at least yeah. I got to it. That's it. Um, any any kind of self help books you picked up along the way or um, um what did you pull motivation from yeah, online forums or
1: Yeah, there's a book called The Power of Habit. Um that's one that I would have read and I'd encourage clients to read as well. And again it's just focuses on the, f- the power of the, like the decision now you know and, and building habits and habits take time so like when you end up in a place where you have bad habits or poor habits like those have been built over a huge amount of time even from childhood and it doesn't happen to break those in a week or two weeks or you know it takes year, like months if not years to break those habits down so i think the like w- that, that book is great the power of habit um it's um. It just. It, I suppose it gives you a different like approach to things, and 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 only focusing on one step at a time, one thing at a time. I always talk to people about that, the importance of just that one thing, and doing that one thing consistently. And then it becomes habit, and that habit will help change your life, you know. And that, you get addicted
0: to, to your routine. And once it yeah. goes into your routine, you you know, it, it becomes a part of your daily life before you exactly. know it, almost, you know. Yeah. I, I work at a desk, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. And now, you know, I go on my lunch at half eleven for an hour. Yeah. And now I go to the gym, it's right beside the place. Yeah. And now sometimes I feel tired. I, w- I wasn't going to the gym, but yeah. my steps are real low when I get home. You know, you're sitting yeah. down yeah. all day. But now I find that... Um, I'll even go for a a slow swim instead, you know, I'll keep going. If I sit in the canteen, I feel like I'm wasting that hour. Yeah, Because then I have to do a walk when I get home or you have to do something. Yeah. But um, I want to ask, I was talking to Noel as well. He was talking about, he put on weight there recently in a couple of years. um, And he took it off like that as well. But um, do you remember being at your lowest? um, Can you bring us back to what what brought you down that low? Yeah. um, And how it was... Yeah, kind of. Uh, you know, it's two. It's it's only a short period of time. You're talking about three years ago when you're at your absolute heaviest, yeah. and now you're three years on. You're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a fitness trainer. Yeah. You know, it's like polar opposite. Yeah. Can you can you explain how what brought you straight down?
1: Yeah, um, the easiest way is to go back to 2009 or 2008, 2009. Um, my mom was sick at the time. Um, it was terminal, and I was at my heaviest of my life at that stage. So I was 130 kilos, I think, around. December two thousand eight, and um, mom used to hate seeing the weight on me. You know, I was I wasn't going the right direction. I was going the wrong direction, and I suppose I felt like I had to take some sort of change. And I made I suppose at the time the best decision I thought was available to me, which was a liquid diet, and I did that for um about four or five months after she passed away and lost a lot of weight. Um, into mid two thousand and nine. Um, after that, then what happened was I started training in the gym religiously like six to seven days a week so huge amount of activity huge amount of energy expenditure I was eating like a horse as well because to compensate so I was maintaining my weight the so same amount of calories out as in pretty much if not more calories in because I was probably building some muscle and I started training strongman competing strongman um, for a while and I think it was around 2013 I um ended up with an abdominal injury so I tore one of my muscles in my abdomen and it's one of these awkward injuries that kind of stops you doing really anything because i couldn't move you know properly couldn't bend couldn't ever. your core is used for everything so i ended up with two or three months out of activity um but i didn't change i had those bad habits the same eating habits i had before i started a liquid diet because you didn't build new habits on a liquid diet other than drinking two shakes a day for four or five months um so once i had no activity to compensate the food i was eating um i started storing calories so putting back on weight um and then when with that comes a bit of laziness you know you feel heavier you feel sluggish and i had an office job at the time so it's very easy to get out of routine when you have an injury in that and when you're not aware of your habits um so over the next couple of years weight piled back on from 90 kilos up to 142 within three years or so um and so that that brought me up to july so like it was just like again i didn't have those habits built so i've been i when i started that nutrition coaching like and you know from 2016 to the end of 2017 um during that program i focused on just daily basic habits practicing small things not attaching guilt to food so if i did end up with a takeaway in front of me one night i ate it and if i felt full i'd stop but the next day, I wouldn't feel guilty about having a takeaway the night before. I'd wipe <coughs> the slate clean, look at my next decision, which was breakfast, and seeing how we could make that the best choice I could. Yeah. Um, and it didn't have to be the best choice overall; just a better choice than what yeah. might have went Some, for. Like you said, in steps. Yeah. You know? And then over, like over that year, I would have went up and down and up and down a little, but always like always moving right in the right direction, like down in terms of weight loss. But it, yeah. Because you know, um,
0: at the start of this year, I was probably at my heaviest. I would say. Well, my heaviest is probably about sixteen eight stone. Um, I'm not sure what that is in kilo. Probably yeah. about ten or or something similar yeah. to that. Um, and I thought I was doing enough. I was kind of going to the gym three times a week. Yeah. Um, I was eating decently enough, but at the weekend I'd still have mm-hmm. a takeaway or two. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, know, I used to love the the butter popcorn. You know, <laughs> it's like two thousand calories in the thing. You know, <laughs> but um, yeah. but you know, I was kind of eating okay during the week. And I thought that I'd do mm. it, and I wasn't really adding much cardio because I was saying, "Look, my shins are sore, and I'm not going to do the running." Yeah. Um, and I I upped it since January where um I was doing something every day mm-hmm. bar maybe a sunday yeah. you know and um i think that's where the fitness trackers come in as well because they yeah. they you know they, they tap you and say you're way behind today yeah, yeah. you know and it makes it does help yeah. you get out and do a bit and yeah. you feel better for it yeah i was talking about this as well that, you know your mood lifts you know it's hard to get off the couch initially yeah and you can find yourself in a kind of what's the point kind yeah. of idea you know Yeah. but when you do it you never regret it sometimes mm-hmm. i'm wrecked tired and uh, there, you know, even you know, to doing that workout, yeah. I was swimming early on because I couldn't yeah. get the, I, I didn't have the sleep in me, the rest, and then um, I just found that once you do, it, you never regret doing it. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, you're on the far side of it now, um, unless you like snap your leg in half. You know, exactly. You're not gonna regret it. Yeah, you the know? hardest, like,
1: the hardest part is putting on your runners. or yeah. just that's it. Like and you, know, you walk, get dizzy before you all. faint You know, you see these
0: signs coming. Like yeah. uh, I went for a jog with Quinn recently. Enough, you know, I was doing this Couch the Five K app. Yeah just walk for five minutes jog for a few minutes walk for a few minutes yeah jog and then uh, i always yeah. thought jason that's all i can do and then he said are well, you going for a jog with me today and yeah. uh, you're not going to stop and yeah. we went from sprints into a 5k yeah and i looked at my heart rate it's like 170 <laughs> and it was 0.1 kilometer in yeah and I said like well, no, i can't do this because yeah. i don't you're not you're not getting out of this now and we're taking clothes off just throwing it inside the, the road we'll yeah. come back for it we'll <laughs> come back for it and we did it you yeah. know but yeah. it was uh it just made me think that there is a mental barrier there as well mm, yeah. you know and you think your, your body's not going to hold enough my average heart rate and the other ones was like 155 yeah. then it was like 168 yeah. but I didn't realise you know you're not yeah. going to collapse and die on the ground you know well, if you do you'll see it coming you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean like, it, you, know, exactly. you, can, you can push you can do a lot more Absolutely. than you think you can you know? Absolutely, yeah. and it's like if you bite off more than you can chew yeah. you know your, your body adjusts to it especially yeah. when it comes to routine. Yeah, routine um, music I think is a big influencer yeah. kind of on the spiritual side of things yeah i often um we mean my brother play music a yeah. lot and you know it lifts the mood i think you know people love to hear it yeah but even when i'm driving five minute drive i put on a yeah. couple of songs i yeah, know yeah. playlist or when i go running i know yeah. uh, was saying differently he was saying i don't really listen to mm-hmm. it i like to sort out my things yeah but where do you sit with all that
1: um i'm mixed to be honest so it depends what i'm doing um but i do so i like music um I like to listen to music and I make my own playlist, like, put it together so that it's songs that I want. Um, sometimes I listen to a random one, but I want them the music to match the tempo I'm doing. So if it's running, I like to have music on that, like, suits the tempo. So when a song comes on, I'm, I'm one of these people that, like, if I'm out dancing, I love hitting that beat. Like So, like, when I'm out running, my feet have to be in time with the music. So I have a fast beat, BPM on the music. When I'm going for a fast run, I'll hit those beats and it makes me feel good because... I have that, like, I like to hit the beat. But, uh, so if I was offbeat, it would drive me mad. There's a lot worse <laughs> when, a, when a, a slow song comes on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when you're running, you're trying yeah. to you know, yeah. change yeah. it. So just, yeah, <laughs> with the slow songs, then you try to use a <laughs> bit of musicality and find the beats that you can't hear. But I do um, I do uh, like to run without, or, or do activity without them sometimes because I do like to hear myself think sometimes. Yeah. Um. So especially on the longer things, like there's times where like you, you have to face those battles that are like you know wanting to quit or things like that and you have to answer those questions and you know sometimes music can just be noise then at that stage yeah. um whereas you have to really hone in on what you're talking to yourself and, and what your self-talk what sure um, you achieve yeah, of, yeah using positive self-talk and, and like um positive um like phrases to keep going like you know what you remind yourself why you're doing it but if there's music playing sometimes it's just noise in your head yeah i
0: find as well it's good to um Pretend sometimes you're not doing the exercise. Like I was saying to yeah. Noel, there was a line on Hell Week. It he was say, get out of your own head. Yeah. And I thought it was good because sometimes you're running and you're thinking, I'll go up to that pole there and I'll stop or I'll go over here and I'll yeah. stop or when I get to point four, yeah. or, or, you know, I'll stop. Yeah. But then you, if you let your mind wander and yeah. there's no music on, sometimes... You forget you run and yeah. you have the down the distance there yeah. and your heart rate is still the same as yeah. all it was two yeah. kilometres ago or yeah. whatever. You, know? if you
1: can get into a semi kind of meditative state while you're running, it's 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 really good. You just find yourself moving, um, you find yourself more relaxed, so you're not holding as much te- as much tension in your shoulders or anywhere else other than where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And you get into that nice rhythm where you're breathing really well, you're relaxed, your heart rate is low, and you just get to zone out a little and, and you just move and then like obviously muscle starts to break down over time it depends how long you're going for but, but then you'll start facing those battles for a little while that you have to get through but then you hit your high again and you, you know yeah. what's important to focus on what you can control in that moment again just that one thing like whether it's you're breathing or relaxing your shoulders and once the next step or those little things if you, that'll keep you focused like you know and then if you zone out and you're running that's perfect like you know cause they're the bits that you have to enjoy and 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 when they come through you get through the hard parts then by you know focus on little things that just one thing at a time to get you through it rather than having to get through a big section because yeah. you'll get your high back. And then um, another thing we were talking about on
0: the podcast was um the drivers to get up and actually do it. You know, what makes it meaningful? Why do it at all? Yeah. Me and Noel attributed a lot of drivers to our faith and we mm-hmm. both saw I eye on that. Where do you stand on that?
1: Yeah, I, I've i never, I haven't been a, a hugely religious person since probably, I, I don't know, when younger. You know, I think it was a. Uh, having to go to church and and things like that i just probably for myself it was like a negative negative side of it like that you know i think there's a lot of things where you get to try out things yourself and if you enjoy them you can keep doing them for me it just wasn't um something that i was always keen on but so like while i might say like i'm not a huge believer in this or that like there's definitely like that kind of like out-of-body experience that you can get when you're just in your mind and like there is something more there where you feel like you feel um i don't know there's definitely like something you know that but it's just not i i don't for me it's i i detach the religion away from it because like whenever we were invented or whatever big bang or whatever happened i think like at that stage any spiritual things there wasn't a book written about it there was no bible there was no you know it was just that you got to embrace that feeling of out-of-body experience or you know whatever it might be that made you feel something that wasn't like right here and now it's like just something more there was no bible then there was no apostles there was no quran or whatever it was just like you know i think so that's probably more where i'm at on it rather than it like being solely down to religious for, for me like you know yeah yeah in the last couple of years i kind of
0: pulled, pulled away for it not not the last couple of years a few years before yeah and but then, in recent years, I kind of found it again in, in terms of away from the Catholic Church or organised mm-hmm. religion, more just yeah. the, the my own faith in yeah. it, you know. Um, and I spoke a bit about that in the last podcast, but I, I did a lot of digging into it as well yeah. and became a driver for my meaning mm-hmm. in, in getting things done. But also as well, you know, I was under the pain of, say, working out or running or outside, anything mm-hmm. like that. I remember... Um, Walking back and sweating, you know, my hands in my head after a run like that. Yeah. But then, you know, you forget about it. it that pain dies off, and you yeah. remember the good things. Like yeah. I remember my son is at home; he's healthy. Yeah. We're, we're young, you know. Um, and I, I often go out on the bike cycling. I mm. often get off the bike and look around. Sometimes, yeah, man, it's a, it's a cracking even, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. in a way, we attribute um, a higher a power to a lot of the stuff, you yeah. know. You know, especially. I have the love for Kyron and all the things, yeah. Jeez, you know, and I, I did I did like to dig into things like that. Yeah. It was me a driver. Yeah. But it's different, I suppose it's different for everyone where they get yeah. their motivation from as well. Yeah. Um the other thing I was gonna ask you, what would you say to people who are stuck in that rut, stuck sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. um, wondering if you know What's the point of doing yeah. this? Um, you know, wondering why should I do it? Why should I give up this that and the other? Yeah. Is there any meaning behind doing it? Yeah. What's what's in the long run for me? Yeah. You're
1: saying you're saying the right words for them. So, like, why? And that's the only word they should be asking, and they should be asking it um several times to themselves. So, what we work through to say, well, I work through clients and I work through myself is like finding the real why of what um what what they need want to achieve change for. So, if you ask somebody like, why do you want to lose weight? And they're like, because I want to look skinny. Like, why do you want to look skinny? Uh, so, like, I can fit into clothes better. And well, why do you need to fit into clothes better? W- because, like, I, I want to go out and enjoy myself without feeling, being conscious of wearing, not fitting into clothes. And I like, well, why is going out and wearing good clothes important to you? Because I want to meet someone. And, and why is that important? Because I want to have a family. And they are finally getting down into the digging deep rather than just asking them once, I just want to lose weight just because I should lose weight. You're actually finding out that they want to... F- Start a family, and they feel they can't where they are at the moment, and or there might be other things. like, I want to. Why do you want to lose weight? I want to be a bit fitter. Well, why do you want to be fitter? Because uh, like I can't play with my kids at the moment, and then you stop there and you say, All right, Every time you don't want to get off the couch, remind yourself that you want to play with your kids. Yeah, and that'll get you off the couch because that time goes
0: by quick when your kids are that age and they want to play with you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're they're in a different house, and you yeah. might see them once a month. Yeah, you know, I think as well at that at our age, you know you know late 20s early 30s or whatever age you're at you know, like Noel said, you can go until the doctor stops you at 70 or 80, yeah. you know. I think it's important, though, you, you catch it early on yeah. um, and try to get ahead of it and rewire your brain. I yeah. think your kids pick up on that. They yeah. see you eating. They see that's a big thing because yeah. uh, I don't think that was with the last generation so much. You know, yeah. we didn't know as much as we know now yeah. about food and, and yeah. the science of it and yeah. amino acids and yeah. vitamins, yeah, what's yeah. in,
1: you know, chicken. We're just throwing yeah. spuds on a plate, that's probably, it. you know. But one of the funny things about that is, like, I ought to say it, and even though it was... So everybody listens to this going kind to of nod their head when they say, what were you told by your parents when you had food in front of you when you were a kid and you didn't want to finish it? Like, <laughs> you finish your dinner? You know, finish what's on your plate. Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. driven into everyone. And then if you didn't finish what your plate it's like, if you don't finish your dinner, you're not getting what? You're not getting dessert. So <laughs> you're force feeding a big portion of your kids yeah, and yeah. then giving them extra on top of it because they wanted it. So and I even find that with my own kids Something like I'm I'm much better at it now. But yeah. there was a time where I was like, finish up and, and we, we nobody teaches parents how to portion for their kids. Like there's but no he, book. that
0: droids on with you. like I still have to get myself out of that. When I go yeah. to a restaurant you now, I finish the whole thing and yeah. I'm stuffed. And I said, why did I do that? Yeah. You know, and, and, and the odd time, like, I have to do it more. I have to practice that. Yeah. You know, where where you are told, we used to bring a plate over to your yeah. dad and he says, what about this guy here? Yeah. You know, what about this little turn up here? You know, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you know, now he's really, you know, yeah. I look at Kyron's plate, we dish him out and say, well, that was, if he doesn't eat it all, saying, well, he had a good bit, yeah. you know, in fairness to him. And he yeah. had lunch earlier on. Yeah, you exactly. Know, and he ate yeah. his meals. Yeah. He ate four meals and it was in good proportion, yeah. you know.
1: If the, kids, if the kids come up to you and say, I'm full, then say Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, you can they can either put it away for later on or if they don't need it it's better to put it back in the bin or out in the gr- in the compost. Yeah, and it's going to go back into the ground. It's not being wasted. It's being wasted if you put it in for no reason. Yeah. We are leading into an obesity crisis, and it's be- it's because of how much we eat. It's not yeah. because of what we eat. It's how much of what we eat yeah. that that causes us to store extra calories. Yeah, and
0: I say the kind. You know, you can make it interesting. You know, you know that that chicken gives you the protein. You know, keep you strong. Yeah. You know the, the yeah. broccoli keeps you from being sick. Has you yeah. know when you you know when you when you put it out like that to them. Yeah you know, they look at it differently and yeah. then that, that goes on and if they don't need it at all to go back in the fridge, you know, yeah. or whatever. You exactly. Know. Yeah. Either, you know, sometimes you do that with a takeaway. You get the rice, you get the tub yeah. and you say, right, it's going to be a bit left over, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'll throw it all on the plate. Yeah. yeah. And I'll eat it all. You yeah, know, even if it takes me a half hour break and I go back at it. Yeah, that's we have to it. learn to you know, it's portion control is important. Because it. It yeah. that's made for everybody, no matter what size you are, yeah. you know, it's trying to get everybody in. You might yeah. need to eat that much, yeah, you know, takes, especially yeah. late at night, which you take usually is and it just sits exactly. in your stomach for the night. You yeah. get a shit because you 'cause you're <laughs> you're digesting it for the night yeah. and you know but um probably full of salt as well, so you're you're wrecked the next day,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, it takes time to cue into your, your hunger like and, and actually say like if you do order food like um, am I hungry? Like, you know, three things i say is there's a, a need, a should, and a want. Okay, so you're like your need your need food is when you're hungry, like hunger pang, stomach's rumbling, and it doesn't stop, you're hu- you need food. Cause yeah. Your your body's telling you, you need food. Without actually having to, like your should then is, I should eat food at breakfast time, I should eat food at lunchtime, I should eat because we've been told we should eat food at breakfast. But if you wake up in the morning and your stomach isn't rumbling, you're not hungry. You don't need food, yeah. but you think you should eat food. And then there's the want. It's when you're walking past Super Queen and you, the door's open and in you the bakery the smells, yeah. and you want food. You just want food out of nowhere. It's not because you Need it again, you're not your stomach's not rumbling, all of a sudden, you just want it, it's a yeah. craving, yeah. So, like, if you can cue into that a bit more and just actually ask it, stop stop for 10 seconds, and ask yourself a question is it a need, a should, or a want? And if you can answer the question, it's not, you don't actually need food and you're on a, a weight loss journey, yeah. then it's no harm in just saying, okay, this is a need, or this is a want, or a should. Or I'm going to wait, and when I need food, I'll eat it. When I actually feel hungry, I'll eat it. I think the more you eat about stuff, the more you crave it as
0: well, don't you? You know, you, you, yeah. if you go for a few. I went off. Takeaways for length, yeah. You now, not saying I had it every day, yeah, I had it yeah. like once a week, yeah. maybe twice yeah. a week. I thought for length, and then I thought I'd be dying for it, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. when I came back to Easter Sunday, yeah. but it wasn't, you know. And um, I was okay, and I had I've had probably two since then, yeah. And it's a, it's a good while ago now, yeah. you know. But as well, I think, as well, an important thing as well, I was eating healthy for ages, and then the weekend yeah. I was having a clatter load of pints. You know what I mean? Yeah. like And there's people putting Pringles yeah. out on the table like, yeah, oh yeah. no, watch me wait and yeah. score on the points. And and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, how many's in that? You yeah. know what I mean? The you know what calories you no, no, like everyone should have a takeaway yeah. and everyone should have a few points. Yeah. But like at, at the end of the day it's just overkill sometimes. Yeah. You know yourself I think as well anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what's the, what's the next challenge for you then? Uh, like Physically, it's the ultra marathon, so I'll do that next Friday, and that's a midnight start. So, I'm, like, midnight start. be, Where is that? Uh, starts in Marley Park and finishes in Clonagall in Carlo. But, like 20, 21 hours to get it all done. My big target is to hit sem- I've, the most I've done before is 58, so I, if I can get to 75 um 75 is a big target in 12 hours. I I have a support runner Rory from FS is coming down and he's going to run with me the next section which is 27 one of my huge goals for running this year is to run 100k um in one day. Um so if we can get up to the next section brings you up to 102 so I'll just take from there. See how the body is, you know, I'm you never know. 100k like, like I sometimes when i do a 100k cycle i have
0: to set yeah. it out and i have to pack loads of food yeah. and all and you know it takes prep from days before yeah. it takes hydration drinking so well sleeping right for a couple of days That's in a row can, yeah. uh, carb and low gi yeah. carbs and all like it it's it's a tough gig isn't yeah. it and um, so, and then the last thing i want to say is that you have a bit of a weight loss video yeah and um, so i'll Play that now to finish yeah. it up. Anyway, cool. yeah, thanks very much for, no for coming to the podcast too. Wrapped up, fair yeah. play. Thanks very much. Thanks really and and thanks I appreciate. For it. Thanks very much for-